Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. It's good to have you all join with us again for another teaching on Prophetic by Design. I really want to use this evening just to encourage you and to just encourage the body of Christ and all that have been listening to us. I'm going to be teaching on a, on a few of the principles of, of warfare, of spiritual warfare, but uh, this is going to lay a foundation today. I've entitled our teaching today, Victory. Amen. Now, I was just reminded of an old song that we used to sing, Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. God told Satan, get thee behind, victory today is mine. Now, one of the things that we have to understand as prophetic people, we must know how to have a spirit of an encourager. Amen. That means how to encourage people, how to build people up in the in the word of the Lord. And so tonight, I want uh, I want to encourage you to trust God for victory. Now, I, I've chosen this topic because many people are going through different situations right now. Uh, many people are experiencing. Um, financial and economic hardships and uh, and the economy is not doing so well and many people are finding themselves in the place where they're under pressure and wondering what they can do and what how they're gonna come out of it and I'm saying to you today trust God for victory and I'm gonna share with you a few principles uh, that I believe can be key to helping you to experience and walk in the victory that Christ has determined for you. Amen. That means I, I want you to understand the scripture that says, and we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm, de I'm declaring over your life tonight that you are going to overcome this. This could mean anything. It could mean some of you that are preparing for school and some of you that are preparing for, for exams and, for, and, and some of you that are preparing for careers and and at university, God is going to show up on your behalf. You can overcome this. Amen. And remember, you're not going to do it on your own strength. That's why Zechariah says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That means it's, it's not by your own ability. It's not by any authority of man. But it is really by the grace of the Holy Spirit that you are going to overcome. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together for a quick word of prayer. Father, we submit ourselves to you, the God who knows all things. And so today we ask, oh God, we invite your presence. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to just minister and this reveal truth of God's word to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Now, um, let me just share with you just a few thoughts here. Now, in the, in the Word, the, the, the Bible talks to us about victory, and I want to share with you three principles that will be important for you to walk in victory. First one is having a confident spirit. Secondly is learning how to do warfare, spiritual warfare. And thirdly, the power of your praise. Amen. Now, these three keys, I believe, can be very important for us to learn how to walk in victory. Now, firstly, a confident spirit. Victory can just 
be an expectation or it can be something that you can walk into and you can live. Until you learn how to engage in the fight, you cannot be crowned the champion. Amen. So now, if, in order for you to understand that the language that the Bible uses in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, is that we are engaged in a battle. Amen. And uh, he says, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you, uh, when you engage it in a battle, you'll be able to stand. Now, you need to understand that if you're going to engage in a battle, you need to be confident that you are going to come out of this. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here to remind you today that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. So when you're getting into a battle, no matter what the battle is, you've got to believe that God is with you, that he has equipped you for that battle. That's what gives you the confidence. The confidence is not in your own ability, but your confidence in knowing your God. Amen. The Bible says for those that know their God will do great and mighty exploits. Amen. That means when you, when you come into a battle, you know how God, the strategy that God has given you, that you need, you need to know that God has already determined for you to come across this in victory. Amen. So you need to, under, you need to go into the battlefield confident that you are going to come out of it victorious. Now, confidence is a key tool for victory. Amen. That means if you if you are not confident that God is going to bring you out of this, that God is going to deliver you, you have to almost be like how David was when he comes onto the field, the battlefield, and he's engaging with Goliath, a trained a, a, a trained warrior, a trained uh, soldier, someone that is much bigger than him, uh, has many victories under his belt, but he comes in into the battle and he and, and he says to him you come with me you come to me with the sword and with the shield but i come to you in the name of the lord you've got to have that confidence you've got to have the confidence as well that if god has done it before he'll do it again amen so this is what is your repertoire your the, the this is the things that you keep in your spirit you keep reminding yourself of the the battles that you faced before and how God brought you through that. The battles that others that you know, loved ones, family members, that have engaged in battles and how God has brought them through victorious. And you got to say, God, if you did it for them, you're going to do it for me. Amen. And I believe we sing a song at church uh, God, uh, the, the, that God will do it again. Amen. And, and in this, I want you to believe that God can do it again. Now, when I talk about your confidence, having a spirit of confidence, it's not confidence in yourself. Amen. Uh, Job reminds us that our confidence needs to be in God. That means even when I'm feeling uncertain, I, I need to deal with the feelings and speaking uncertainty over my life. I have to come to the place where I have to understand that Fear has no hold over me. 
Amen. The Bible says perfect love casted out fear. Amen. And that, uh, that God has given you that, that, that confidence and that boldness. And then the Bible says the wicked flee it when no man pursue it. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. So God has given you the boldness and the confidence to believe. That means whatever attacks will come you, through your faith in God, you will be able to overcome. Remember that? It's not your own ability, your faith in God. Amen. This, this God kind of faith. Amen. Now, this is important that when you are, when your confidence is in God, it's on a sure foundation. That means God is a person that will be with you. He will watch over you. He will give you the breakthroughs that you need. Amen. So first thing you need to do is you cannot get into the battle being uncertain, being unsure, being double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Uh, you cannot go in, into a battle with prayers. Maybe if it be your will, you've got to go into the battle saying, God, it is your will. You've got to go into the battle calling to the remembrance of God. Every promise, every word that God has spoken over your life. Fighting with confidence or fighting without confidence is like trying to bite into a piece of meat or bite into a, a fruit without having teeth. Right? <laughs> you, you, you get me? Fighting without confidence is like getting into a place where you, you've got to have a good bite of that steak but you've got no teeth. Just, you can't gum that teeth. You can't gum that steak, sorry. So you've got to get to that place where you, where you have to distrust God. So, so much of the battle, much of the battle is either won or lost. It was whether you are confident that you are guaranteed the victory. I want you to understand this. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15 and 16. He says, his affection for you is all the greater when he remembers that you were all obedient in receiving him with fear and trembling. I am glad that I can have complete confidence in you. Now, this is Paul beginning to speak to the church at, at Corinth, and he's telling them of how they treated and how they engaged with Titus. That means he was in Macedonia. He wasn't able to get to the church in Corinth, but he spoke of the, 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 the character and the caliber of the people that was in Corinth and he tells Titus and Titus comes back and witnesses to the testimony that Paul then gave about the church at Corinth, how they were able to take and And this is what one of the things he, he, he salutes them. He says, I'm glad I can have complete confidence in you. Can God have complete confidence in you? That you would not um, take any detours. You would not lose your faith. You would not succumb in the moment of trials and moments of adversity. This is one of the things that is important. Now the Bible talks us about don't, don't cast off our confidence. That means sometimes it's possible for us to lose our confidence in God. Amen. Either through situations, either through uh, personal or spiritual attacks, emotional attacks. We can lose our confidence. Now, 
this is important. We've got to keep our confidence in God. Amen? Uh, the, 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 when we talk about confidence, there's different types of confidence. I spoke to you a little bit about self-confidence. But then I wanted to emphasize today your confidence in God. That means I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, Philippians begins to, to speak up about this. That means having understanding if you're going to overcome something and if you're going to be a victor, you've got to have your confidence in God. Now, it's also understanding that you've got to take that which God has deposited in you and then you've got to apply it even in your life. Amen. But the second part, key to victory, is learning how to engage in spiritual warfare. Now, we would like to think that life was just free and life was just easy, but we know that every day we are engaged in a warfare. God in his word would not have spoken to us in Ephesians chapter 6 of putting on the whole armor if we weren't going to ever engage in a warfare. The scriptures also says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we need to understand that there's a battle waging daily. There are battles that are waging. Sometimes you may think it's a family. You know, sometimes there's challenges in the home and all of us have them. And, and, and sometimes you think, uh, you know, just personalities and it's different perceptions and different, uh, you know, people, you know, just acting up. But sometimes we need to, to look at it when certain things and certain activities do not make sense. We cannot just bring it down to re reason and logic, but we have to identify that this could be a spiritual attack that is against our home. All of a sudden everything is going well and everything is going good and there's peace and harmony in the home and then there just comes one, one news report or one set of information or just one comment and the whole house is turned into upheaval and then you've got to discern that in that moment what you are facing is a spiritual attack and then you need to learn how to put on the whole armor and learn how to engage in warfare I want you to understand don't back down from the fight amen you've got to believe God that he's going to bring you through this that means what, what some things are not going to move up until the point where you have to begin to take a strong spiritual stance. Amen. I want to encourage you, Church of the Living God, I want you to understand, don't relegate everything that is happening just to activity and people's thoughts and try to reason it and try to, uh, in some way, try to explain it. Sometimes we've got to see it for what it is. It is just an attack of the enemy. Now, we should not be just kicking every bush and turning every corner and looking for a, 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 you know, a, a demonic or a, a attack against our lives. But I want us to also get to the place where we just don't take things for granted. May God give you discernment to discern what is happening. Amen? That means I want you also not to just sit, sit around and wait for things to get better and get angry in your spirit that things are not getting better and sometimes getting to the place where you're blaming God and you're blaming everything around you and, you, and you're losing your faith and you're losing your, 
you're hoping, you're trusting God, but you've got to start taking authority. Amen? That means the Bible says that God has given you authority. Amen? Uh, now, I remember uh, that we used to sing a song in Sunday school, and it says, uh, God has given us authority uh, over the enemy and over, over Satan. Amen? Uh, so so, so, so you, the song went to the extent and says, uh, take up your weapons and flee. For the Lord has given me authority over and to walk all over you. Amen. And it comes from that, uh, that, that scripture that where the scripture says, and you will trample over serpents and over scorpions. Amen. And, and a lot of those things where, uh, you know, a lot of the songs that we used to sing in church were, were really songs of warfare. We never understood it. We just thought of it as just, you know, just active songs. But they were real songs of warfare. So I want you to get into the place where you need to understand how to engage in warfare. Some of you need to do warfare for your family. You need to do warfare for your children. You need to do warfare for your marriage. You need to do warfare for your work. You need to do warfare over your finances. You need to do warfare over your spiritual life. You've got to get to that place where you understand that you're engaged continuously. Amen. And there's a battle waging for the souls of men. Amen. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Amen. So we got to understand in, in Matthew chapter 11 verses 12. That's where the Bible says and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Now this is the, the element of us understanding how to engage with the enemy. Now the necessity is that we need to understand that the only way the enemy understands that you are serious is when you are prepared to engage in the battle. Amen. And, and uh, Annie shared a few weeks back about speaking in tongues as being one of your keys to doing spiritual warfare. Amen. Uh, and, and so understand and apply it. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24 and 25 um, the children of Israel were engaged in many battles and uh, the Lord was, was preparing them that they were going to engage in another battle. And the Lord was saying to them, he says, begin to take possession of it and engage him in the battle. This very day, I will put terror and fear of, of, of you on all the nations under heaven. And they will hear reports that you will trim the, uh, and, and will tremble and be in anguish because of you. So what was happening was the children of Israel, uh, God was preparing them to take over the promised land. But he says, in the journey, you're going to engage some enemies. And so it's also true, even in our lives, that in the journey of life, we're going to engage in different battles, in different seasons of our life. But the thing here, God said to them, you've got to learn how to to take possession of the place but in order for you to take possession you have to engage in the battle that means if there is some territory and I believe there is territory that God has destined for you to to take over in order for you to get into into that territory you've got to engage the enemy amen but what the Lord said was I just do not want you to win the battle but I'm going to strike so much fear in the enemy 
that even others that hear about it, they will have, they will tremble and be in anguish about you. So you actually, the, the battle that you are facing right now, is, uh, God is saying to you, I'm going to give you such victory in the battle that you're facing right now, that even future battles that you are facing, you already have the, oh, uh, oh, uh, the upper hand because they're already going to be fearful of you because they have heard what, you, what God did through you in this situation. And so I pray today, and, and that's a nice prophetic word over your life, that, that the battle that you are facing right now, God is going to give you the ability to overcome this. And when you overcome this, future battles will become easier. Amen? Because the, uh, the Lord is not only striking fear in the, uh, in the enemy that you're facing right now, but it's also in the others that you would face down the line. Hallelujah. Amen. So may the Lord give you victory even in that. But I want you to understand the level of intensity that you are prepared to engage in this fight will determine the degree of your victory. That means you've got to become uh, be, be aggressive in the fight. You have to refuse to, to give up you have to refuse to accept defeat. You have to remain in the fight until the miracle happens. Amen? Remain in the fight until the miracle happens. Refuse to accept defeat. Refuse to give up. May the Lord give you the grace and the tenaciousness to not give up. Amen? The tenacity to not give up. Amen. I made another word there, the tenaciousness. Amen. But, but, but the tenacity, sorry, the tenacity to, to not give up. But then the, the last key for victory is you have your victory through your praise. Amen. One of the key elements of victory is your praise. The Bible says, I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. That lifestyle of thanksgiving, that lifestyle of praise, that lifestyle of worship is key to position you for your victory. If anything, David always praised God through every battle that he faced. So when, 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 when you begin to pray, when you begin to praise, God dispatches angels to fight on your behalf. Now, uh, I, was, I was listening to someone sharing today, and they were sharing from Genesis 28, and, 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 and uh, you know, the account of Jacob, and, and, and Jacob uh, uh, being at, at Bethel, and he later names the place Bethel, but he, had, he, was, he was tired, and he was on a journey, places his head on the rock, and when he places his head on the rock, he gets, he has a vision. And he has a vision of a ladder that is going up to heaven. And, and on the ladder, he sees angels ascending and descending. Now, I want you to understand this, that the Bible says that God has given his angels charge concerning you. That means angels surround you and encamp around you. We've been singing that song at church uh, uh, when I feel like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. Amen. And so I want you to understand 
that God is saying there are angels that encamp around you. Amen. That he's given his angels charge concerning you. And, and, and this is the beautiful part of it is that Jacob would, would say, surely the presence of the Lord the, or the spirit of the Lord was here and the presence of the Lord was here and I knew it not. That means Jacob was making a statement that was saying there's angelic activity continuously around us, but we're not aware of it. And it took a moment when he ceased from all of his struggles, ceased from all of his activity, that he became aware that God says, I've given my angels charge over you. And he understood that truth. But you know what was the beautiful part of it? Was the, the picture of the ladder that he saw, the vision that he saw. He said he saw angels ascending from the earth, ascending, and angels descending. We always make the statement in church, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. And, and, and I want you to see the truth in it, that angels are taking your praises up to heaven. And angels are being dispatched from the heavenlies with answers and responses of the heaven to you. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? So, so the next time you worship God, It's almost as if you're saying, God, the next time you're in church, the next time you, you may be joining online on an online service, are you worshiping God? Or are you watching other people worship? And you're watching their praises go up and their blessings come down? Or are you dispatching praises? Are you releasing word? That means you've got a battle that you're facing. And you need to understand no matter how much you know, no matter how many degrees you have, how much of achievements and accolades you've accumulated in your life, it, there are certain things in our life that cannot happen up until we engage the heavenlies. Remember, the Bible says that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. The Bible says that those that, that, fall, those that are led by the spirit of the Lord they are called the sons of God. That means you cannot engage God from your flesh. You have to engage God with your spirit, the way your spirit, where deep calls out to deep and spirit calls out to spirit. So you've got to get to that place. And so that's where your praise is. Your praise is when you, you get beyond your own ability and get beyond your own feelings and your own emotions and you disengage with God. And you cause God to respond. Praise is your weapon. Amen. It's just not about feeling happy about the song. Or, or, or this song speaks to me. Or I, I, I like this song more than the other. It's not about trying to entertain yourself. Or, 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 or use it as some sort of exercise for your voice or whatever. But praise is your weapon. Amen. When you praise God, you are releasing your weapon of warfare. Amen. And I want you to understand, keep praising God. Praise is too important for your victory. In Acts chapter 16, and, I, and I'm going to close here. In Acts chapter 16, we see how, uh, how Paul and Silas are in, in prison. And the Bible says they were, they were cast into, into prison and, and the, the jailer was given 
strict instructions on how to fasten their feet and their hands in stocks. And the Bible says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was an earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. The doors immediately opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening himself from the sleep, seeing the doors were opened, drew his sword to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners have fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do yourself no harm. We all hear. He gets a light, springs, uh, comes before Paul and Silas, and, and, and he says to them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I want you to understand today, you can praise yourself out of the chains that are trying to enslave you. You can praise yourself out of the prison bars that seems like it's enclosed in you. Your praise allows a spirit of freedom to come over your life even when the environment is not conducive you keep praising you keep you keep worshiping you keep releasing a sound to the lord praise gets the god's attention and when praise gets his attention god steps into your situation amen you hear me when praise gets god's attention god steps into your situation it releases strength for the believer. You get strength from the spirit realm. Praise gives victory over every force. That means when you're facing something bigger than you, turn to praise. Amen. When you begin to start praising God and you start lifting him up, God begins to become, you say to God, you are bigger than the situation that I'm facing right now. So whatever you're facing right now, I pray for a pray for a confident spirit. I pray that you would learn how to engage in warfare. But I pray more than any, anything that you would get your praise on. Amen. That you would trust God. That you would lift up your voice in praise. Amen. I believe things are going to begin to change for you. Because you're changing your attitude. You're preparing yourself for victory. Get ready for victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory tonight is mine. God told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. You've got to begin to get a hold of it. You've got to speak it over your life. You've got to, to appropriate it, get it in your spirit. Speak it over your thoughts, over your confessions. Victory is mine. Whatever you're facing, God will give you the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just bow together. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor that you are stepping down, you're stepping into the lives and the situations that your people are facing. You are dispatching angels, ministering angels. You are dispatching your Holy Spirit to break every fetter, every chain, every restriction, every limitation. Father, let them know that they are not fighting the battle on their own. The battle is the Lord's. The victory is theirs. And they are standing in the promises of God. And so today, show up on our behalf. Show up on behalf of your sons and daughters. And so today, we pray today, May their faith, let their bodies respond to the word of the Lord. Let their minds and their spirits respond to the word of the Lord. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 I just laid a foundation this week on, on spiritual warfare, but we're going to go deeper in that teaching uh, because I believe spiritual warfare is key to the prophetic. Amen. It's a dimension of the prophetic that we should all learn how to engage in. Amen. So, good night. God bless you. Join us next week, Monday. I know you're going to be blessed. God bless.